the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. Uh, and it is a great week. Right if on. you're a, a follower of the Bible, or if you're a follower of Jesus, or if you're just a, a guy or a girl who was born in this country and... Uh, a couple times a year, you focus on God, one of them being Easter. Uh, it is the week of Easter. Amen. Uh, it is a busy week. Uh, we celebrate, we commemorate, uh, and we sacrifice. And so it's a special week for those of us who follow after our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So hope you're having a good week. And when I get off the radio day, I'll be heading to my church and uh, spending an hour in prayer to get my heart ready as I remember what was done for me. And, and really, that's what we want to talk about today. Because uh, today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to talk about the power of difference making. And whether you believe in the deity of Jesus Christ, uh, you got to know history says he was a real person. Jesus of Nazareth, read uh, uh, the Jewish historians that talk about it. Josephus has more written about John the Baptist than he does about Jesus the Christ. And so, but he talks about Jesus. And all the historical books talk about the Jesus of Nazareth. So he's a real man, this uh, is whether a man. you believe in his deity or not. But one thing you got to realize, he made a huge impact. Again, no matter what you believe about his deity, his, uh, whether he's God or not, uh, even people who don't believe in the deity of Jesus Christ believe he was a good man, he was a rabbi, he was a great teacher. Uh, all the great faiths talk about him. In the Islam, uh, there are 94 ayats, uh, verses, about Isa al-Masih. So uh, he made a huge impact. And I want you to think about that. No man or woman is an island and rocking to themselves. We are all people in need of people, and we're here to build people. In other words, we're all in the people business. So no matter what we call our vocation, at the end of our lives, what will truly matter is the people we've impacted, not the stuff we've accumulated. Encouragement, mentoring, giving a hand up, sometimes a hand out, is what difference makers do. And if your outcome is a life of significance, remember we have the three lives that we can live. We can live in survival, we can live in success, which is primarily about us, or we can live in significance, which requires the addition of other people. And so if your outcome is a life of significance, then the question we must daily answer is this, whose life is better today because I was given breath? Whose life is better today because my path and their path crossed. In other words, what difference did it make that I came into their presence and they came into my presence? 
And so today we want to go to the commodity of a difference maker. And today we're calling today's show Testimonial Tuesday. Because when you live your life like it matters, it does. And other people's lives are impacted. You know, as I was getting ready for the show, you know, I have a lot of stories. I've collected stuff for 35 years or so, and I didn't know why I was collecting all these quotes, all these stories, and little did I know that uh, seven years ago, uh, Gary Borgendale would approach me from Salem and say, hey, Black, do you want to do a radio show? And here we are. (laughs) And so I was reading this uh, story. It was uh, written by Bob Perks, and he was talking about saying goodbye to someone and talking about how he hates to say goodbyes and he struggled with what he needed to say to this guy. But at the same time, as he was reflecting, he realized uh, that there was something special about how he feels about certain people himself. And so he wrote a note to this gentleman who had to say goodbye to him. And this is an excerpt. He said, it's the, it's the thing about caring for people. They get into your life, sometimes briefly, and manage to become a part of who you are. Not all people but those special individuals who arrive unexpectedly and linger there. How does it happen? Well, they're the ones who the first time you meet them touch you in such a way that leave an imprint on your heart. They're the people you look for and hope to meet along the way. They make the journey easier. Some become close friends and share everyday happenings in your life. Others just pass through, leaving behind bits and pieces of who they are. Then there are those who are always there, but off in the distance somewhere. Within reach, whenever you need them, you may only see them once in a while, but when you do, you are made better, lifted up, energized by the time you shared with them. And then this story goes on to say, after reading this, I thought about the many people in my life who fits into this group. I realize how many people I depend on each day, sometimes just to get through it. I am blessed beyond measure. And I also brought up this question. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you this question. Are you one of those people? Wouldn't it be great if we become more like the people we personally depend on? Like the old, you know, quote, if you want to be, if you want a good friend, be one. Or, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Look at the people around you that you love, that you depend on daily. Make a list of all the qualities they possess that you admire and value. Now take that same list and ask yourself, am I as good a person? Do you reflect those same qualities in the lives of others? And then we must all ask ourselves, whose list are we on? And see, that's the key. We go through life, and there's so much going on, and we get so busy. There's so many things pulling on us in this direction and that direction. So many things are going on all the time, and we miss people. We miss opportunities. We miss all kinds of things. You know, I was reading something uh, off of, uh, what was it, Philip uh, Kyrop, I think his name. He's a he's a Catholic guy who writes some neat stuff, and, and he might be, he has a little Jewish in him, I'm not sure. But he talks about the God who hides, and he says, The grandson of Rabbi Baruch, Yahil, burst into tears in his room. Yahil, Yahil, why those tears? Why are you crying? My friend cheated. It's not fair, Grandpa. It's just not fair for a friend to cheat. But what did your friend do? Well, the little boy said, well, we were playing hide and seek. I I hid so well that he could not find me. So he stopped playing. He did not look for me anymore. Do you understand, Grandpa? I hid. 
and he did not look for me. It's not fair. Rabbi Baruch, upset, began to caress the boy's head and tears flowed from his eyes. God too, Yehiel, he murmured. God is sad too. God hides, and human beings do not seek him. Do you understand, little Yehiel? God hides, and humans do not even bother to look for him. Now that was translated from Eli Weasel uh, from Celebration Hazadik. But you know, even though it's about God, we need to ask ourselves this question. Are we living at such a high speed, no exception that we run hard, that we're missing people in our lives? Are we so scattered and distracted, the more clutter and activity, the better, that we keep ourselves so preoccupied, so preoccupado, that we miss people that God puts in our life? Do we take everything personally, never evaluate or agree? Do we use blame liberally? You know, it is so invigorating. I wasn't responsible. It's your fault. It's not my fault. Think about this. Are there people that you're missing? And you know, sometimes we miss people because we're so tied to our past. We're so wrapped into elevating ourselves to greatness, to, to live remembering and longing or missing. Why do it halfway? Why not go for it? See, ladies and gentlemen, we're all in the people business. I don't care what we do for a living. We're all in the people business. Coca-Cola, years ago, I had one of their CFOs went through my training. He said, you know, Mr. Black, Coca-Cola is not in the sugar water business. Coca-Cola is in the people business. We just sell sugar water to make a profit. And ladies and gentlemen, today I want you to consider, what does it profit you to avoid people? What does it profit you to live your life solely for yourself? What does it profit you when God puts people in your life to impact, to encourage, to enlist to greater callings, and you miss them? So today... We're talking about making a difference, being that difference maker. So I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Tough to say goodbye. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. I think we, the world needs more people like me, very foolish, silly people mm-hmm. who are wasting everyone's time. I think that's important. Well, we got lots of those people out there, Conan. I am black and you are back. Uh, it is Testimonial Tuesday. And no, we're not going to have people come on and tell you how great I am. Uh, we're not going to have people come on and tell you all the impact I made. But what I do want you to do is consider that what would be considered a testimonial for you you know when we take our last breath there's a celebration of life where all of our friends and our family come and visit us now of course we're in a box or we're in a urn or whatever it is Uh, we're not there uh, maybe our body is but we're somewhere else and if you think about it what you hear when speakers get their talk about us in passing us in in the past they're talking about the impact we had. They're talking about a testimonial. Isn't that what they're given? They're given a testimonial on our character. They're given a testimonial on what we did with our time. They're given a testimonial of who we were to them in their life. And as the story I shared at the beginning, the story from Bob Perks, uh, you know, if you were on somebody's list, would you be on the naughty list? Or the dice list. See, it's not just Santa Claus who has a naughty and nice list. It's all of us. If you were to think about the people in your life that made a huge impact, how big would the list be? If you were to think about the people in your life who caused you lots of trauma and drama and that caused you maybe to take five steps backwards or maybe you're still working to dig out of the hole they put you in, how long would that list be? Have you ever thought about that? The people that if they called you at 2 o'clock in the morning that you'd get out of bed and go wherever you needed to be to help them? Or how about you? Are there people that you could call at 2 o'clock in the morning and they would come to pick you up and be where they need to be? I don't think so. 
yeah, a lot of people wouldn't. And a lot of people, we live in the selfish world, the I world, the my world. You know, we, 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 it's all about us. And that's why I love stories about people because through other people, we get an example. And they give you the testimony about another person. You say, man, that's how I want to be remembered. That's how I want to live my life. That's the type of person that I want to be. Remember, neuroassociative conditioning, it basically is the primary drivers. You can get all fluffy and flowery and put it in all kinds of categories, but you really get down to the brass tacks, to the meat and taters, to the dirt, the ground level. You're either moving towards something or you're moving away from something. You're either moving towards something you desire or moving away from something that's painful or that you don't desire. It's called neuroassociative conditioning. And I always tell people, because a lot of people come in class think that they're just. They're just this or they're just that. You're not just anything. Uh, You're a difference maker. You've been given life. And your life can impact however many people you want. And so I ask people, do you consider yourself a role model? And a lot of people, him and ha and all this. And I, I go to a simple answer. Every single one of us is a role model. In other words, people are always watching. We should all live our lives with this one understanding that people are always watching. And when you do that, you live your life differently. You live your life in a way as you're being a role model or giving people permission through your actions to have some understanding. And so you got to realize that we are all role models. When I was a single dad raising my two oldest kids, Faith and Christian, um, I taught them respect. My kids grew up with Mr. Black. They know how to respect. They know God. They know respect. Uh, and they can handle pressure. And when I was out with them and I'd see other kids acting up, I'd, I'd point at those kids and get my kids' attention. I said, if you ever act like that, I will spank your little butts. And Faith, my daughter, would usually cut me off and say, I know, Dad. I know, Dad. I know, Dad. I wanted her to move away from ever thinking that was okay, acceptable behavior, to act like that. And I've also been out and, well, I'm a people watcher, seeing people doing something or seeing someone treat someone kindly or with respect. And I'd say, man, that's the kind of man I want to be. Man, that's how I want to treat other people. Man, that's why, that's why Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. You know, you got to have a role model. You got to have someone that you say, that's the type of person you want to be. And let's be honest, a lot of us don't have that in life. And so we've got to look elsewhere. Maybe there's no one in our life that's like that. And so I study other people. I read those stories because it allows me to a role model. It allows me to see ideas and thoughts of who I want to be and how I can continue to improve. And this one guy, you probably won't notice his first name, but you'll notice his later name I give him. His name's John Chapman. He was born in Leominster, Massachusetts in 1774. His dream was to produce so many apples that no one would ever go hungry. He was the first guy that said, listen, I'm going to solve world hunger, and I'm going to go ahead and make America a prettier place. Although legend paints a picture of Johnny as a dreamy wanderer planting apple seeds throughout the countryside, research actually reveals him to be a careful, organized businessman who over a period of nearly 50 years bought and sold tracts of land and developed thousands of productive apple trees. See, his adventures began in 1792 when Johnny was just 18 years old. He and his 11-year-old half-brother Nathaniel headed west. They followed the storm, steady stream of immigrants. In his early 20s, John began traveling alone, which is how he spent the rest of his life. Nathaniel stayed behind at a farm with their father, who had also immigrated west. 
John continued moving west to Pennsylvania. From there, he traveled to the Ohio Valley country and later Indiana. He kept ahead of the settlements and each year planted apple seeds further west. He also carried a leather bag filled with apple seeds he collected for trees from cedar mills. Legend says he was constantly planting them in open spaces and forests along the roadways and the streams. It's fascinating. Over the years, his frequent visits to the settlements would were looked forward to, and no cabin door was ever closed. And see, people, he, he created a mindset in people. He created gossip and talk. People were looking forward to, to meeting the man, John, who was planting seeds and helping people eat. So to the men and women, he was a news carrier. To the children, he was a friend. He was also very religious and preached to people along the way. So in a way, he was a pastor and a mentor. His favorite book was the Bible. You see, he was a difference maker. He was many things to many people. And as leaders, that's what we're called to be. See, he made friends with many Indian tribes. He didn't let skin color or language get in the way. He was known to have learned many Indian languages well enough to converse. He lived on food provided by nature, and he never killed animals. Though appearing poor, he was not a poor man. He accumulated more cash than he needed by selling his apple trees in tracts of land. He never used banks and relied instead on an elaborate system of bearing his money. He preferred to barter and trade food or clothing rather than collect money for his trees. It was more important a settler plant a tree than pay him. Are you getting a sense of his character? He was selfless. He put other people before him. His commodity was help. His currency was people. See, you probably know him as Johnny Appleseed. See, when you live your life in such a way that it changes their name, that it alters your name, like, you know, Saul became Paul, right? And Jacob became Israel. Abram became Abraham. Sari became Sarah. When you live your life in such a way that it alters your name, Scott V. Black, born as Scott St. Vincent de Nicholas, that was the name on my birth certificate, became Mr. Black. And over 30 years, I've been able to impact over 15,000 people. Amen. In 1842, Johnny made his last trip back to Ohio after spending 50 years walking throughout the countryside. While there, he moved in the home of Nathaniel, the half-brother with whom he began his remarkable journey. On March 18, 1845, he died of pneumonia at the age of 71. He was visiting his friend William North, or I'm sorry, William Worth in Indiana. Legend says it was the only time he was ever sick in his whole life. He's buried in an unmarked grave near Fort Wayne, Indiana. I mean, his life, his death, selfless, humble. Humility, putting other people first. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the number one commodity of a true leader is hope. We are to be hope peddlers. That's our commodity. And hope always has a future direction. So we live in a country right now where we're, 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 we're struggling with depression. Suicides are on the increase. Strife is rising. It's being fed to us by the government, by media. We're at each other's throats. We're at each other's backs. Maybe that's why they told us to keep a six-feet distance, because they know with all this anger, with all this rage, with all this pitting people against each other, there's going to be a need to keep our distance. But leaders, I'm going to tell you right now, there are people out there that need there are people out there that need hope. 
They need someone to help them pick their eyes up, to take their mask off. They need someone that says, hey, tomorrow can be better than day. They need someone that shows them by example that no matter how hard the times are, you can overcome. They need people who believe in them, who allow them to make mistakes, to be human, and allow them forgiveness and mercy and grace. We don't need justice, people. We need mercy. We need grace. We need understanding. We need leaders out there making a difference, making an impact, putting other people before themselves, being a conduit. See, this is why I talk about the cistern or a conduit. See, a cistern is all about themselves. They hold on to everything they can. They stock up the pantry. They stock up their bank accounts. They got three houses. They got enough money for six months, and yet the neighbors can't feed themselves. And then the people around them are dying and struggling. See, ladies, today we want to talk about Testimony Tuesday. If people were to stand before all man and all creation and talk about those people who have made a huge impact, those people that have helped them live a better life, those people who have been difference makers, and then a separate list with those people who have taken, who have just hurt, who have just put them down, who have caused them a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, a lot of drama, and we create these two lists. Which list will you be on? And for how many people will they have you on that list of difference maker or self-seeker? Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about Testimonial Tuesday because if people had a choice to give a testimony on you and your interaction with them, what would that testimonial look like, sound like, feel like? I'm Black. We'll be right back. I'm the boss. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to to how to hold a fork. the, The Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Often the size of the fish grows each time you tell the story. The roller coaster gets a little taller, and the starry night sky gets even starrier. That's because the magic of some Minnesota moments is hard to put into words. The memories that become part fact, part feeling, but 100% real. Plan your dream trip at ExploreMinnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. 
We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. All I want is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. No. Do you understand at all what I'm saying? You gotta grow up. (laughs) You gotta grow up. I am black, and you are back being under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. And you know, I like to consider myself a difference maker. But I want you to know, you know, I share my shortcomings on this radio, and I always lead with my brokenness. Some people feel very uncomfortable with that. I'm not Tony Robbins. I don't want you to worship me. Uh, I have a God, and I'm not him, so I don't need to be your God. I'm a flawed, broken man. This is a man. uh, and a woman, just like the people out there. Remember, you can't call me a man. Maybe I identify as a woman. No, I, I consider myself a man. I use the men's room, and I've, you know, I've been the father of four children, actively involved. And so, you know, I really want to live my life to where it matters. I know that the Bible says it's important for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. And although the judgment of God is all that really matters, uh, I would like to be judged kindly by my fellow human beings. And so I live my life with that purpose. But, you know, things are tough right now. The training arena is tough uh, in the post-COVID time. Uh, people are afraid. Uh, people are uh, afraid to step out and go to trainings. People are afraid to spend money. There's a lot of fear, a lot of fear. And so I help people whether they have money or not. And because of that, uh, you know, I call this more of a ministry than business. I'm not sure. But uh, I have a board of directors for my 501c3, and we were meeting last night, and I was reminded of a story I tell all the time. You know, uh, uh, I love to write and uh, have a gift of words, and every once in a while I'll have writers, uh, you know, where I get stuck, you know, writer's block where nothing's coming out. I call it creative constipation. And so stories about a guy who had some creative constipation, and he had to write an article, and he, for some reason it just wasn't coming to him. So his friend said, listen, I got a beach on uh, a condo on the beach in California. Why don't you go out there for the weekend? No one's out there. It's all yours, fully stocked. Just hang out for the weekend, relax, spend some time, listen to the surf and the, the outdoors, and they'll come to you. So the first night, he's out there on the deck sipping a glass of vino, watching the sunset, and all of a sudden, he looks down the beach, and he sees the strangest thing. It looks like there's been dumpster after dumpster after dumpster of trash that have been poured on the beach. And in the middle of all this trash, it looks like a a person out there. I can't see because it's far away, but it looks like there's a person going back and forth from all this trash to the waterfront, to the water's edge, and then going back to all this trash and the water's edge. And he he does this slow and methodical way, and he didn't think anything of it. It's California, no big deal. So he just let it go. Next uh, night, he's out there again. 
uh, working on his manuscript and uh, sipping on a glass of wine, watching the sunset, listening to waves crash. And he looks down the beach again, and he sees the strangest thing. It looks like the same thing had happened. There's dumpster after dumpster after dumpster after dumpster of trash that are washed ashore. Yeah. And so, again, as he looks down, he sees, like, there's this person in the middle of all this trash. And, again, he's doing this little jig going back and forth from the trash to the water's edge, from the trash to the water's edge. And now the guy goes, i got to go find what's going on. Maybe this guy's uh, in trouble. Maybe he's a homeless guy. Maybe he's got some mental issues. So he puts on a coat, starts walking along the beach. And as he got closer, he could see what was going on. And I always tell people, that is a lesson to leadership, ladies and gentlemen. When you change your position, you change your perspective. And so as he got closer, he realized what was going on. That wasn't trash. There were thousands upon thousands upon tens of thousands of starfish that have washed upon the shore. What? And now as he got closer, he could see what was going on. This person, in no hurry, undoubtedly had no place to be, would pick up a single starfish. It looked like he would talk to him. And then slowly go to the water's edge and put it in the water and watch as the surf brought it back out in the ocean. And now he knows this guy must be crazy. He must be mental. Uh, He must need some help. So he goes up to the dude and says, dude, what are you doing? There are thousands upon thousands of tens of thousands of starfish. And you're taking one at a time nonchalantly and watching it as it goes back in the water. He goes... You won't even make a dent in these starfish. You won't even make a little difference. What, do you, what a waste of your time. What difference are you making? And with that, he leans down and picks up a single starfish, and he puts it back in the water. And he says it makes all the difference in the world to that one. Now, I tell that story in my class a lot. And why I bring it up, because last night we had our board of directors meeting. You know, we have a 501c3. So for those of you that want to support us, because we help people all the time. Matter of fact, I just had a guy uh, donate $3,000 to me. And so basically two scholarships. I got a Dallas class coming up next weekend, April 21st through 23rd. Uh, I have basically 1500 toward each class. The class is uh, $2,000. That's hotel, meals, everything. So all the costs have been paid except the hard costs. So two scholarships for April 21 through 23. Here's a gentleman that says, listen, this training changed my life, and I want to change some other people's life. I want to help you. And so he donated to me. And I'm going to share that with you. And so I have two scholarships available. And so we were talking about this last night at my board of directors meeting. And my CFO, uh, Craig, who is a retired from Coca-Cola, uh, said, told me something that brought me to tears. And I was telling John earlier, I cry a lot. I'm a crier. That's okay. I, I, Jesus was a crier too. Not a joke. So he said something to me that, that had me in tears. Uh, and uh, I said, would you mind putting that in writing? He said, sure. And so here's what he sent me this morning. This is how I got today, Testimonial Tuesday. It says, this is from Craig Hansen, a retired uh, financial guy with Coca-Cola. He says uh, to Scott, he says, good morning, brother. As a follow-up to the board meeting last night, here's a recap of my comments I shared with him last night. And he said, by the way, to connect the dots, just so you remember how I got into class, Doug Reeder recommended Alan Rabb. And Alan, my boss at the time, recommended me. For 30 years, every single person has been through my training has been referred by someone else who has changed their life. We're not open to public. We have no sales team. And that's why now with people afraid to pay for stuff, I still give classes. You know, last week or two weeks ago, we had eight people in, in Dallas, Fort Worth here. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, eight people in, uh, sorry, it's in um, uh, Bloomington up there in Twin Cities. Of those eight, five of them uh, were freeze. 
Uh, they didn't pay me a penny. Uh, they were gifts. Uh, they were people who needed a class uh, but said they didn't have the money. So I put them in anyways. Free, uh, free, and if they free. get money later, they can pay me later. If not, that's between them and God. And so of the eight, five of them were freebies. Of those five freebies, uh, two people quit. And one person uh, got a certificate of participation. And so here's what Alan said to me. He said, quote, I attended Leadership Awakening in December of 2000, so 22 years ago. At the time of the class, my wife and I were separated. I had accepted a new job with Coca-Cola Systems supporting the 2002 Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City. I would be relocating to Salt Lake, Atlanta in January of 2001. When we broke for lunch on Saturday of class, you made a decision that forever changed the trajectory of my life. You waived the no phone call rules for me. You came up to me and said, make a phone call. Because he had told me about his wife and the separation and he's probably going to go home and she'd be gone. And so he said, I called and left a message for Suzanne asking her to show up at graduation purely on faith. I was stunned and pleased when she showed up. That event changed our future. This past Sunday, we celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary. 40th wedding anniversary. At the time of the class, it was unlikely that we were going to make it to 19 years. And he said, quote, I love to use the starfish story. And this is what made me think about it and share it with you. A child was on a beach tossing starfish back in the ocean. A gentleman approached and said there are millions of gallons of water and thousands of starfish. Tossing one back will not make a difference. Stop it! The child responded, it made a difference to that starfish. That story was my guiding light as I worked with all my brother bottler partners in the Coca-Cola system. I wanted them to be the starfish that I was helping, no matter how big or how small their business was. On that day, in December of 2000, I was the starfish. I'm getting emotional, sorry. I was the starfish you tossed back in the ocean. Your gesture of allowing that phone call and the resulting aftermath was such a positive impact on our lives. Thank you, brother, for all you do. In those down moments, never lose sight of the positive impact on the lives you change every day. And that touched my heart. Thank you. But one thing that really touched my heart about it was, one, I, I've known Craig for years, and I don't remember all these stories. And I got thousands of stories like that. And so I was going through my stuff. I was putting together and putting together a media kit so we can expand our radio show. And all of a sudden, I came across all these files of testimonials. I didn't even realize I had them. So here's another one, Building a Legacy of Leadership. This is from May 21 of 2012, so 10 years ago. Quote, nearly 15 years ago, my life was changed as a result of Leadership Awakening. So he wrote it in 2012, but he went through in 1997. Just so you know, five years into, I started this in 1992. So five years into my training, he said, so 15 years ago, my life was changed from leadership waking. Like so many others that have passed through your doors, the weekend I spent stepping over that line was the hardest, yet the most important thing I have ever done. I can say with a tremendous amount of confidence that leadership awakening was a jumping off point for my successful career with the world's largest beverage manufacturer, where I achieved a level of success I never thought possible. As part of the dream I discovered so many years ago was to begin a successful family-owned business. Fortunately, I've been able to achieve this dream and include my family in a sizable rental real estate business. It is amazing what can happen when you write your goals down and go after them with heart, body, and soul. 
Last weekend, I gave the gift of leadership awakening to my two adult sons and placed their leadership future in your capable hands. To say they have been awakened is an understatement. I'm hearing them talk about up until now, and I'm going to pick myself up, dust myself off, and hit again. This is music to my ears, and I have a smile on my face that just won't go away. Thank you, Scott. You've made a difference in our lives, and just like you did so many years ago, you and your team are building a legacy of leadership and have sent the next generation on their journey of always being under construction. God bless from Dan Hayes, owner, Hayes Enterprises, Real Estate Holdings, LLC, Portland, Oregon. I do not remember Dan. I do not remember his son. But I do remember that I live my life like it matters. I'm a difference maker, and so are you. I'm Black. We'll be right back. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Never underestimate the power of the Schwartz. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. All from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was was amazing. It was amazing. 
Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Ouch. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. John told me I got a testimonial for you, man. <laughs> I am a loosesome creature. Well, there are many people out there. I want you to know, uh, many people out there that think that of me. There are many people out there that think I think I'm God. There are a lot of people out there that think I think I'm better than everybody else. That's not true at all. Uh, all you got to do is listen to me for 10 minutes. Now, I have confidence. I know why I'm here. I know who I serve. I know who I am. So don't let that confidence in those existential questions uh, be conflated with something else. Those are two separate issues. We are here to make a difference. It was Billy Graham who said that Christians do far more to scare people away from God than any of the wiles of the devil. Oops. And we're talking about leadership. We're talking about ability to impact. And I'm going to ask you this question. At the end of your life, are there going to be more people at the foot of the cross if you believe in God than you scare away? You know, selling is nothing more than gaining agreement from someone to buy your product, your service, your hand in marriage, your belief in God. Are you bringing more people to those things you believe in or are you scaring more people away from those things you believe in? That tells you the impact you're having on people. You got to understand we're here to make difference makers, to be difference makers. People are watching. People are ready to die. People are ready to step out. People are ready to take their life. People are cheating on their spouses. People are living second lives, false lives. I get deep with people. I got real with people. That's why you need to go likeitmatters.net. Let me clean you up. Let me get you in the difference-making field. Let me get your focus off of yourself. If we're so focused on being a victim, if we're so focused on poor me, if we're so wrapped up in our petty little experience, then how do we have enough energy or focus for anybody else? And that's why I always rail against the people who play victim because they're high-maintenance people. That you've got to constantly be taking care of the victim and that nobody else matters because you've got to coddle and caress the victim. Again, there's one thing to be victimized. There's another thing to call yourself a victim. I remember a story by Monica Howard. She talked about when she was – when her 19-year-old daughter was in grade three – She's talking about her teacher, Miss Matthews, and the, the, Miss Matthews gave all her students a small pot with a bean seed to plant. Green string beans, it seems, are pretty hardy, she said, and the perfect seed to use when promoting green thumbs in little children. That same plant was also a most unexpected source of understanding and insight for me, she goes on to write. She says, quote, once the bean plants had sprouted and flowered, their teacher allowed the kids to carefully transfer the precious cargo from school to home. Once home, Shanna scouted around for the perfect location and settled on a sunny south windowsill and then proudly declared, soon I can feed the whole family. Shanna's sisters were envious and even our cat looked intrigued, which should have been a warning to me because when I woke up the next morning, yep, I saw that the bean plant had been maliciously knocked off the windowsill and ripped from its pot. Those are my, my cats do the same thing, yep. So its leaves were frayed, and except for a, a limp thread of stem that still connected the roots to the flowering top, it was quite unrecognizable from the day before. The plant, it seemed, was a goner. I dreaded that what I had to tell Shanna. But as I gently began to explain that the bean plant had to be put in the compost, her reaction was not what I expected. She said, that's okay, Mom. 
Everything will be okay, Mom. The plant will get better. Without wasting a second thought, she secured the first aid kit from the bathroom, returning with gauze, tongue depressor, bandages, and a deep belief that the pathetic-looking near-dead bean plant would live, thrive, and maybe even produce food, a bean. I had mixed emotions, i got to be honest with you, knowing that she was postponing the plant's inevitable trip to the compost bin, but I went along, you know, helped her wrap bandages, if you will. So days later, to my absolute surprise, the bean plant was standing tall. It actually looked perky. We were able to remove the bandages and discover a protruding hump in the stem where its near-fatal stem break had been before. It was also amazing to see the one and only bean had become plump, almost completely masking the claw marks that had scarred it. I don't know why I hadn't thought the cat might go for a second round because it surely did. And this time I ran for the first aid kit. I carefully applied a heavy blanket of everything from cotton and gauze to colored band-aids with ouch written on them. And when the medic work was done, I whispered a little something to the heavens. Just one week later, we were able to take the bandages off and again... We barely found evidence of an attack, and there was even a new sliver of green where the second bean was forming. I was excited and amazed while Shanna had been expecting nothing less. Back to the windowsill it went, but this time we built a fortress of heavy books to keep it safe until our day of bounty. I set the table beautifully with all the fanfare of a Thanksgiving dinner. The beans were carefully divided by five, which awarded each person two small pieces Claw marks and all. They turned out to be the best green beans I had ever eaten. My daughter never quite understood my exuberance over the significance of the beans. In my work as a youth motivator, I am brought together with kids and teens that all desperately need people to believe in them. Now more than ever, no matter what I have been told about a child or a teen and their behavior, I see everyone, no exceptions, with the same eyes and heart that my daughter used on her broken beaten up bean plant. I wonder if it's a coincidence that later that same week, I stumbled upon a most appropriate quote by Italian poet Dante. From a little spark may burst a mighty flame. See, ladies and gentlemen, we get to be the spark. At my graduation and leadership awakening, and please, you need to get to class. Let me help you start fresh. Let me give you a resurrected week. Let me help you give you hope. Let me give you a new beginning, a new start. Go to likeitmatters.net. I'm not kidding you. If anything I'm saying is lying, stand up publicly and say it, and then you can come on the radio with me the week after class and tell all these millions of listeners or whatever's out there of what a liar I am. Not a joke. I know the outcome. I know the outcome. Here's another letter, 42113. Dear Scott and Valerie, this was written nine years ago. I want to thank you so much for the powerful change you've instilled in my son, Chris, Christopher Sonkrant. Since graduating, he is so full of life. He's excited to see where his life is going each and every day. Yesterday, April 19th, that would be 2013, he sent his dad, who also graduated from your program, and myself a text that left me totally speechless and brought tears to my eyes. Here's what he said. Mother and father, this day is the most precious gift God has given me. Everything I do today, I get to do. It's all good. It is all so very beautiful to be blind to all the splendors to be dead. I choose to be alive. 
I am alive, and I choose to take it in with all gratitude. I am so blessed to be your son. I am so blessed to be your brother in Christ. I am just so blessed, and I have the two of you to thank for all this. Thank you so very much. I love you more than words can say. Tammy Sonkrant graduate of Team 117 next week. So see, Tammy had went through, I remember this very clearly. Her son, her uh, mom and dad, Tammy and her husband were um, basically separate. She had a boyfriend. They were separate, um, but yet uh, still kind of together. It was the weirdest thing. It was weird. And the son uh, was struggling. Chris was struggling. He hated God. Uh, he didn't uh, He didn't want to live. He was suicidal, depressed. Uh, dad went through my training and we had some hope that maybe he and his wife could could clean things up. Um, we talked Chris into going. It changed Chris' life. He started walking with God. He uh, got over his depression and suicidal tendencies. And then mom went through the next week. And it changed her life. And her and her husband actually uh, got back together. I don't know all the outcomes because, again, I deal with people all the time. I got thousands of people I deal with. But Tammy has been a friend for 10 years. I've talked to her probably a little bit. But this is what we do. This is the impact we make. And this is what I've been doing for 30 years. In 1992, I did my first class. And here we are, 2022. And now we're still doing classes. But a lot's changed. It's two and a half days that will change your life. This training's needed more today than ever before. I mean, suicides are increasing. Mental health is decreasing. Uh, we're getting sicker mentally. I mean, rage is the, the, the hot topic now. We're We're victims where we blame people for our own choices. Uh, we we st- say silly things like men are women and women are men and white people are the biggest threat to this country and Christians are terrorists. And if you're actively involved with your kids' uh, education, then you're a right-wing terrorist. I mean, we're under attack all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, people are moving away from God. We need leaders out there. This is why I do what I do. You don't only come to my radio sh- my radio show every day for an hour. You can go to two and a half day class that will forever change your life at likeitmatters.net. Daily, I send out scripture and the meaning of it. Go to wayofwarrior.blog. We have a bi-weekly podcast that comes out Tuesdays and Thursdays. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just look up Living Life Like It Matters. Monday, story time with Mr. Black. And Thursday is a full message. Why? Because when I die someday, I'm looking forward to the great testimonials, whether it's a Tuesday or not, because when you live your life like it matters, it does. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. All I want is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. No, you got to grow up. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.